Hey you. Yes, I mean you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Warui Desho podcast, made in association with Wave Motion Canon. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us and like and share our content on SoundCloud, Twitter, and sometimes the Wave Motion Cannon YouTube page. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at waterwaydeshow at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Wari Desho and this is Stream of Thought. We're continuing to cover everyone's new favorite golden child of anime, which is Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Uh, but I'm not alone in this endeavor. I do have a group set up, a nice little party to dive into the dungeon that is this anime. Uh, with me is my healer and support class and all-around great guy, the Soul Doctor. Am I just in group chat or is this public chat? Can everyone hear me? Oh, very much public. Very much public chat, my friend. All right. Well, well, I will then cease the conversation that we were having a moment ago. <whistles> Eyebrow raise. That is staying strictly offline, that, folks, I'm afraid. Um, so speaking of offline, though, let's crack on with the plot. So previously on MMO Junkie, um, Sakurai finally, finally came to the firm conclusion that Hayashi and Morioka are the same person. And the opening of this episode is him trying to figure out what he's going to do about that and what he does with that knowledge. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dob, but let me ask you a question here, right? Fire away. If I were to show you this uh, episode of the show out of context, who would you argue the main protagonist of the show is? Oh, it would be Sakurai. Does it not feel a bit odd to you that we've kind of had this complete switch? Yeah, I I suppose in a way, yes, right? But um, maybe the author felt that to, uh, for narrative satisfaction and to do justice, you know, to the story and romance, that um, they needed to divulge some details of Sakurai's inner life and some stuff from his point of view. Maybe to, I guess to make everything make the most sense, perhaps. That this is this hmm. is all speculation. Um Yeah. I, I say I say this because like it felt very odd to me watching this how things have shifted. And it doesn't feel like they've shifted necessarily because Morioka herself has overcome what was troubling her. I mean, the most she's had done at the moment is a makeover. And that for the most part seems to have wiped away her problems and yet not. Like the problems that she was facing were the work related ones, and of course her own you know, sociophobia, like, you know, her own anxieties about speaking to people. She She's made a little bit of progress there, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. She She's made a little bit of progress there, but it, it feels like a lot of progress in some respect. Like, 
because now the, the lion's share of the emotional struggling and emotional wrangling is Sakurai's. And I, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, it's good stuff that happens here. Like, the discussions that he has with himself and how he feels about dividing his time online and offline and how he used it to become someone else. Um, and that he didn't have to worry about this thing crossing over, and now it feels all very tainted in a sense. Like, he explicitly states that he wished he could go to, back to the way things were, where he didn't know. He had no idea who Hayashi was. Yeah, he was uh, He was very happy playing with yeah. Hayashi as Hayashi, and not as a character played by this other person that he knew. And and is quite infatuated with Taboo. Yeah, yeah, and I think he says at one point he could have he felt like it was getting too personal, but he felt it could have gone on that way forever because he just enjoyed it so much being with uh, the Hayashi character and, and yeah. interacting with them and their, their personality. Did you think it was interesting or noteworthy that in that opening do- uh, monologue from Sakurai, the voice was switching back and forth between Sakurai yes. and Lily. Yes, I I do. I I absolutely do. Um, I have a theory on this. Um, but do you have any? What's your thoughts, I Doc? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if if I have more than what we talked about when we brought this up earlier, as um, just them trying to really forge the online characters, uh, personalities as distinct mm. entities. I mean, certainly you can't, ah. you can't like sever the link completely um, between I, I, the IRL yeah. and, and the avatar. But like, I mean, I get, yeah, I mean, that was my theory is just that, um, yeah, that they wanted to individuate uh, to some degree. But but I, it sounds like you have more thoughts. I do. I actually think this is the show, or rather Sakurai, telling himself one thing while unre- unwittingly believing another. Because he states that he went on to become Lily, and Lily is a different person. Like, a different character. But the fact that we keep flipping back and forth between their inner voices... I think that the show right here is saying to us, Sakurai believes that he did this, and he's like totally separate things, like, you know... But in reality, he and Lily are one and the same. And I think that by extension, as much as he thinks to himself that it was all great and wonderful, like, you know, playing with Hayashi, when he didn't know that it was Morioka... Like, they're the same as well. This, in my opinion, and what I think the audience opinion should be, should be fantastic news. Like, this is a woman he obviously feels very strong with. He has some infatuation as he's attracted to. And now he's found out they share a common interest. And you'd think that that would be a cause for celebration. Because at the end of the day, after all, Maroka, you know, she was still typing those words. I asked she's not like an AI program speaking for her on her behalf much in the same way as Lily's not. Indeed, at some point later in this episode, Hayashi, Morioka, says to Lily, your advice reminded me of him. Right. As in Sakurai. Yeah. So, you know, I think that Sakurai is trying to pretend that there's this divide and as a way, you know, of like, you know, trying to keep things the way they were without realizing that everything he's done as Lily to help Morioka in the game and make her feel welcome came from him. It came from who he is. You don't conjure this shit up out of thin air. Right. It's Sakurai's denial of his nature. Even though, like, again, this is back to the theory I said at the very beginning, where the divide was made clear by Hayashi in the first episode. 
Real life is real life. Online is online. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously now been proven not to be true. We've had a lot of superficial things tested. Um, the fashion stuff, for example. But this is actually more personal and more emotional in that level. Like, yeah, Sakurai has encouraged Morioka through the game and then given her advice and made her feel supported and then looks after in person with the incident with the hospital, for example. And we actually get a flashback to that in this very episode to remind yes. you it's there. So it's such a shame because it makes you realize Sakurai is going in the opposite direction to which he really should be in that he's regressing or trying to push this part of himself outside of it, even though, and trying to keep Morioka like as a separate entity from Ashi and just try and make things the way they were because it was untamed and pure. But that's only because he's so terrified of ruining things by revealing to her who he actually is. The thing about it too, that, um, it's painful for him because he's given up uh, on his feelings for Morioka. Like, or, I mean, in the way that he subconsciously can't, but he's he's trying consciously to say, like, I'm not going to interfere. She's with Koiwai now. Uh, I'm not going to see her again or talk to her again because I don't want to, like, create any weirdness uh, between myself and those two. And so, you know, to find out that this this character, this person that he just loved being around online so much, like this this character that was his escape from reality when he wanted to escape, which is what he, he thought he was playing online games for, was to sink into the fantasy. Like, to, to now yeah. then be confronted with the reality of, like, not pleasant escapism, but, oh, here's... Uh, yet another thing that you that you wanted that you let go and that you can never have is probably very painful. Oh no, it, it's very true. Like I, I, I think it's a very natural reaction, I suppose. But it, it's just didn't. I don't know it's hard to explain, but I think that the the way that it's being presented here is that he has the answer right in front of him, but he's taking the ultimate path because of his fear, because. At the end of the day, he doesn't even, like, him actually being romantically involved with Marioka should have no impact in reality on him telling her that he's Lily. It shouldn't really matter on paper. But he's got this all tangled up, and it's kind of, it's a cocktail of emotions. If Hayashi is Morioka and she finds out that, you know, is uh, Sakurai, it might very well create awkwardness because of their their real-life interactions. You know, I, I, can, I can see... If he wants to preserve the purity of the relationship that Lily and Hayashi have, like mm. the only way of doing it is for Morioka not to know. Well, the, the best way of doing it is for neither of them to know. But now he's you know eaten of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he can't undo that. And and he he knows. Yeah. So like the poor guy is torturing himself in some way by yeah. Like, you know, He's going, yeah. you know, thinking like, oh, it makes her happy if I log on at this time and I miss her, you know. And then when yeah. he's there with them, like, he's just thinking the whole time that it's just not what it was. And if only he could go back to how it was. It's uh, it's it's kind of sad. Um, but if he was not such a um, sort of formal, polite person, you know, if he was more like Koiwai. Perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps it wouldn't matter so much. Perhaps he could say, like, well, I'll just be friends with her. It'll be fine. But um, just for whatever reason, he doesn't feel he can he can do that. 
and he, perhaps he just thinks like it will cause you know Morioka some pain in some kind of way, make her awkward, feel awkward, or make her want to leave the game. Yeah, because he doesn't kn- he doesn't know the fact that you know she knows she's playing with Fujimoto and and what have you. Yeah, May- maybe he thinks like well that'll just create so much weirdness for her that it'll take a joy away from her as well. Yeah. I I don't disagree with his actions. I mean, they're, they're like, he's emotionally messed up about all uh-huh. this. He's got so many things, like, blended in his head about, you know, the fact that he's romantically interested in her, the fact that, you know, he feels that it's already game over for him with her because of Kawhi getting involved, and then because it's changed the dynamics of the relationship. I just find it sad that in, in doing all this self-examination, the, the real truth of his nature shining through Lily and being one the same is right there before him. Yeah. But he chooses to assert the opposite, which is to make that divide all the more prominent in his own head, if nothing else. Even though, as we've seen, as I've said, his good nature has shown through both in the game and online. That divide that the show asserts in the very first episode is now being tested again on the, on the most important level, the emotional one. And it's, it's such a shame. It is well, t- and toward the end of the episode, though, you c- you could say his resolve diminishes, or you could say he pivots and decides to take a new path. And but but he he changes direction on all of this a bit, and, and we can we can get to that when we come to the plot points. But um, but thankfully he doesn't kind of stay stuck. Yeah, in that mode of thinking, at least my way of reading it. No, yeah, he. He has a he has a, a small change at that point like, towards the end indeed. Um this is arguably the low point that I was expecting in like the you know, the narrative art kind of thing, you know, you always gotta go low before you can go high. I just still again find it strangely strange that we've now had this complete pitch shift into it being Sakurai who gets the lion's share of this, even though you'd think it would be Mario I and mean, she was the one we've been following that closely for so long. Yeah. I'm I'm not against this in principle, because again, like I think this was very well handled and directed, like with the voices as you mentioned. It just feels weird. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to. Fi- I think that's something I have to come back to once I've seen the entire mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to put a pin in it. Yeah, I don't think you're saying anything unfair. Speaking of pins and uh, and unrelated, let's move on to the dress up scene. Woo-hoo. So, in order to distract himself, uh, Sakurai gets back online, starts talking with people again, uh, puts Lily for a bit of dress up, like with all the outfits they've got. They have a discussion about hairstyles and such. It's Conveyor's hair. <laughs> Canva, yeah, Canva's hair. <laughs> that was incredible. So good. That was good, but I, I have to say, I did feel like that this scene felt like a bit of dead air to me. Like, I don't know. There weren't that many jokes in it. It wasn't really about Sakurai dealing with his emotional. I was just like, okay, let's put Lillian dress up. I'm like, okay, uh, what's this about? I, I'm not sure. I I don't know. The, the thing, like, kind of ran a little, like, hollow to me. I don't know what the put like I've said before like about purposes of scenes like I'm not sure what the point of this was other than to say maybe that he was trying to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. In fact, no, I've answered my own question. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, disregard yeah. everything I've just said. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, but they could have d- had him get back into the swing of things in a bunch of different ways. What follows next was a scene that had me screaming at my TV. And not in a bad way. I was there like Sakurai Sakurai and Lily, sorry, Lily and uh, Ayashi are going to the tree, the one they always spend time at. There are fireflies there and everything, it's dark. And, like, we get a bit of back and forth here, like, you know, between him and Hayashi. 
speaking about, you know, what's happened recently and the advice that he gave Marioka. In fact, we even cut back to Marioka in her apartment at this point um, a couple of times. And this, is, again, is quite well directed, actually. I felt this flowed really well, uh, the cuts uh, between the characters in game. Can I ask you a question about this scene regarding Marioka and her apartment? Yeah. So when it cuts back to her, she's um, obviously been changed by the makeover re- regarding her hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she also, the character, has no bags over her eyes at all. Does not look Mm -hmm. haggard or sleep-deprived or anything like that. Looks like she's still wearing makeup. Very, very aware and and bright-eyed. Like, there's something quite superficial about all that. I don't know. She's talking to men, and she's been on a date, and, like, she's done a thing. or And the show trying to, I guess, maybe present her as a desirable character. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe as... Maybe as the show moves forward, it will it will feel in the context of the whole more like organic, yeah, more like well, she's just kind of moving back to a a different um a different way of being or different conception of womanhood or or just changing some things in her life, and that will be just fine. But but something about it like struck a weird note with me. Again, I think this ties back to what I said before that now we've had such a pitch shift into it, us, like, you know, getting the bulk of the emotional wrangling down with Sakurai, like, what we get with Marioka is, like, it feels like all the problems are gone. Yeah. Even though they're really not. Yeah, like, why is she not, um, I, assuming it's been a, quite a bit of time, um, yeah. like, because in the episode, a couple weeks even pass, within the context of the episodes, no telling how much time passed before the episode, like, so, I mean, why does she not look the same as she looked before you know when for days on end she was just being a neat and not going out on dates i i don't have an answer for that i this is the thing though like i think that this is a result of the focus shifting to sakurai and i think that therefore it's caused them to lose track of like no disrespect to sakurai he's a fine character but the reason i was enjoying this show i am enjoying this show so much i should stress uh-huh. is because it's morioka's reactions like she was funny she was interesting she was interesting to watch interesting to see how she was getting on dealing with all this stuff and now that like she's had the makeover it's like 90 percent of what made of, of the problems she was dealing with seem to have vanished even though they've not like she's still not in a job and as i've mentioned many a time this situation cannot proceed forever it, it that's simply the reality of it yeah i mean maybe maybe the point of view is that apart from her social anxieties maybe there are no problems Maybe it's just like, well, neatdom is just a lifestyle choice, and if she's happy, you know, doing her thing, then then there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the case, then, then what was the crisis that we were dealing with? Like, th- this is the thing I said to you before, like, we need an emotional coursework around for this to, for this to be compelling. I mean, having Marioka just do, like, silly neat stuff um, after coming out of that opening where, in the very first episode mm-hmm. and the hints that we get about how she found the workplace so stifling. Yeah. Like, if we're now not going to get any more meat on that, it's going to hamper the show's overall satisfaction, I think. Like, the, you the think thing, so? The, like, well, what if what if the romance is, is the thing? That's fine, but again, like, they, they put these elements in there. They should be utilized to their fullest. I agree. And I, and I think that that can then complement the romance even more. Mm-hmm. And as I've mentioned to you in the previous episode as well, if it is the romance, then 
that it kind of unfortunately makes you think, oh, well, it's all sold by me gain with a man or, you know, vice versa in yeah. the Sakurai's case. I mean, as, as, I mean, as much as I like say that's, you know, you know, I'll give a man, I'll be fine. It also works the other way. It's not strictly related to, you know, woman or man or vice versa. Like, you know, getting a relationship does not, you know, automatically paper over and solve your problems. I, I don't know. Some of this things rings a little bit hollow. And I'm just hoping that with the three episodes remaining, because there's only seven episodes long in this show, um, that we get more of this. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. But anyway, so this scene is Hayashi telling Lily and thanking her for all the assistance she's given and complimenting Sakurai indirectly. Again, using the inverted gender thing like the woman with the glasses and all that. And Sakurai's got his hand on his chest. He's like, I'm, I'm, and I'm like, say it. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) Just say it. And he doesn't. No. And I I had to pause. I had to pause because it was, I literally saw, through no fault of her own, Maroka putting daggers in the poor man's heart. I know. I could see it. It was like watching pop-up pirate. And... I I thought I really wanted it to be the moment in which they said it and then like maybe you have like I don't know Hayashi just log off all of a sudden in shock I I don't know at least she only had like good things to say about Sakurai you know yeah. at no point was she like oh and this Kowai fellow or sorry this Kowai lady <laughs> um mm-hmm. so she just you know and to the point where Sakurai was like, all right, uh, you know, you can talk about Koi now because the more she said kind things about him, I think the more it, you know, his heart beat faster and it stoked those those flames and of those feelings. And he didn't want that. He's already made his mind up to not. And she is oh. just saying all these wonderful things. And, you know, he, he just can't bring himself to to move forward with it at this point or say anything. And uh, yeah, it's I know. Tough. It's I tough. know. I mean, I, 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 this is not a scene I like hated or disagree with. I think that this again is probably how a lot of people would react, man or woman, if they were being given indirect confidence such a way from someone they were attracted to. Yeah. They would, they would be completely like, they'd, they'd ostrich it. They'd just bury their heads in the sand. Like, this is great. I'm, I'm cool with this, even though they really should say something. Mm. But that's not what happens. So, after that, cut to break. Cut back from break, and we get... Oh, this when is, this happened? When, when, you, when this happened? When you said that this... you were, When you introed the last scene with this scene made me feel strongly... I thought you were talking about this. Oh, this oh, scene oh, I, is amazing. I, I, <laughs> I could, like... I could not believe this when it happened. Like The first so, time I so, watched it, I was like, well, this is the show uh, killing itself. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. This is this is the fucking. So first off, apparently you can buy giant burgers as cushions. I was so good to have it, the hamburger pillow. <laughs> I think right. So to give you to give you guys some context, this is Kowai's apartment we're in now. Oh, God. He's got a laptop and he sat next to a giant burger cushion. Um, yeah. Incidentally, his mobile phone case, his cell phone case, has a burger on yes, it as well. He loves I burgers. don't. I don't get it. Uh, whatever. Whatever. So I'm. I think. I mean, I know what happens next, but let's just say that if every white to make an MO character, you should call him Big Mac because he's clearly very, very fond of them. <laughs> um, so, Zach, so 
Poor Sakura, he gets a phone call from Kowai. He says, hey, Sakura-chan, what are you doing? Oh, you're in work, are you? Well, I might need your help with something later, but don't worry about it. And then camera cuts. He's installing fucking through the mare on his fucking laptop. So uh... this guy, this fucking guy is now deciding, okay, I've already, you know, had a fun time with Maroka in the real world. Let's go and chase her down in this one. I will play... With Mori Mori this scene again is well engineered because he doesn't outright state the game he's playing. It just cuts to the logo of the installer as he's talking. Let me tell you though, I I have a I have a behavior theory about this. So Koi is uh, Sakurai senior. He is in some sense maybe not his supervisor, but I think he's. When he says, oh, it's your weekend to go in, he knows. Of course he, knows he does. Shit. Like, he's very aware. And so what I think that he's actually doing is I don't think he's trying to make a move on Morimori so much as I think, like I said, some time has passed. He's watched his Kohai sort of soldier on in loneliness and make the decision. And so I think he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to push these two together. I'm going to do it. And the only way I know how, the only, the best way I know how right now is to get on this goddamn video game and fuck shit up. (laughs) Oh God. That's what I I think he's doing. I think he's still trying to bring them together. I I hope so. I, I, I just, I had, I had to, again, just take a brief when it sounds like, I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so he after after hanging up on Sakurai, he rings Marioka and says, "Oh yeah, um, I'm totally downloading that MMO you told me about last night. How do I get this thing working?" And Marioka lapses back with her oh, reactions. Wait a kind does of, he say? Oh, does he say last night? Does he say the, the MMO you told me about last night? Was it, well on the day, whenever the date okay, was. Okay, I think okay. It was like, the only reason I say that is that would throw off a lot of kind of my working theories of things because. In my head, I was under the impression that some time since episode six had passed. I didn't get the impression that as much time had passed, but certainly... Not like a year, but, you know... Oh, no, no, no. Some weeks. I, I figured at least some time had passed, because there's no way that for someone who got that drunk that she wouldn't have woken up the following morning and yes. think, ow. I can attest to that, having recently yeah. done that, folks. You don't get away with that. Um Marioka has one of her reactions, which almost reminded me of how she was originally, like, yes. before she had Mako, when, like, <laughs> literally she gets told, oh, fuck, <laughs> what's this is really happening? And I'm like, you and me both, girl, I didn't fucking think this was going to happen. <laughs> so Head and keyboard. <laughs> head and keyboard. So Marioka's like, okay, I play a guy online, and I don't want my guildmates to know that I'm now going to let this other gentleman play, who I... And I think this might actually tangentially relate back to the the thing that she, uh, Ko, what was it, Kanbei said to her, no romance. And I don't think that maybe Marioka is necessarily the bro- interested strictly romantic thing with Kawhi, but maybe she's concerned it'll develop that way, and obviously then it's the, against the guild. Oh, so, so I just that's 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 interesting that you read it that way. My thought was just that for her, she still thinks that like that playing as a guy like is weird for people or is a thing to to for her to be ashamed about and so because koi knew it was her she did not want to reveal to koi that she played a guy ah i think that that's true 
and she just wanted to create this new character. And then she was like, you know, oh, let me go see your new character. What? You're a a lady? (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. So I was glad that he did that. Whether or not he intentionally, like, of course he didn't know, but like, whatever way the message can get to her that it's cool if you play a guy online, it's not a big deal. Like, I want that message to get to her. (laughs) She does also strictly state out loud, though, um, that she doesn't want to necessarily introduce him to her online friends anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does not want, does not want that happening. (laughs) Yeah. So Maroka decides to create what we in the MMO uh, circles call an alt, which is a secondary character. I've had a few of those. I had an undead mage. I had a Draenei shaman. Um, fun times having alts. Um, so she creates one. She also she still states, by the way, that Lily San is her image of cute, so she keeps thinking like how Lily looks and all that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now, now, it turns out that indeed I was right all along about the hair color being a thing because this is where she explicitly references the character she played in the previous MMO. Mm-hmm. And the new female character she creates is pretty much the female character amalgam we see of her in the opening. Right. Slight differences in hairstyle, but otherwise looks very similar. So after this, um, she logs on with her new character and bumps into Kowai's character. Um, Nico and Kanbei are nearby, by the way. <laughs> Harumi. Yeah, Kowai's character Harumi is exactly how I would expect someone who's never played Nemo to design such a character. And his face is the Ex- same as his face in real life. It's yeah, incredible. exactly. It's exactly how I would expect someone to do that who could not give two tosses about games, but sees all these various slides and like, I'm going to make it look as goofy as I fucking can. Because he's made a lady character with long flowing blonde hair, a rack that you could park a bike in, <laughs> and he's also built like a tank. Like, every aspect of this character has been cranked up to max as far as he's concerned. I mean, at one point, he's just laughing because of how out of place he looks in the game. Yeah. And I think I think this lends some credence to my theory of, like, he's not. this is not a serious pursuit for him to go in and, like, yes me and Mori Mori will have a real, like, thing online and, and I will get close to her by doing this thing that she... It's just a tool that he's using, I think, to, to bring Sakurai and Morioka together and it's funny to him. It's not something he takes all that seriously. Indeed. So, Kanbei and Nico getting on this as, as he's trying to figure out, like, you know, the foibles of doing party chat versus general chat, which everyone can hear about, the, the kind of stuff I've talked about. Yeah, it's really happy that we got some Nico moments, because... Indeed. Like, she's not... She was has only been briefly mentioned or around in the previous episodes, and she made me laugh a lot. She was only even in there in a flashback, actually, with Pio, I believe. Okay, okay, there was no... All right, yeah. I, I remember that with the... She, she gave him something unexpectedly... I couldn't recall, though, if there was ever, like, a time that Lily had to log off if she was in the party or anything like that. But, but yeah, this is our first real time with, with her, and, and she's a lot of fun. Absolutely. She, Nico, Nico's a cool character, and so they have, like, a bit of fun ribbing here with, the, you know, the pair of them. Uh, Kanbei, however, immediately clocks on the, um, this new character whose name is, uh, what was it, Molly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Molly was the name of um, Morioka's new character, um, to the point where fucking Kanbei... Not Kamei, sorry. Um, Koiwai almost lets so he's like Mori Mori Chan, but he's saying in the in the game. So obviously, yeah. you know, 
people would have potentially clocked onto that. Um, but anyway, how are, are you thinking that people are, are dumb for not recognizing the hairstyle? No, 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 no. That's that's not it. I am. So I, I don't know. I may be getting ahead of, of of myself. Let's just let's please continue. Okay, so we cut back to Sakurai, who comes back home after a long day at work. He no, no, no. Back you know what? Soap. I'm going to say this one out because I think no, do I it, we'll do, get it off. do it. All right. How the fuck does Fujimoto? How does it even enter his mind that Harumi could be Koiwai? How? How? That's a good point, actually, because he never explicitly makes the connect. He never explicitly makes. No, wait, 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 wait. No, I know how he knows. Doesn't he say, "Could that be him"? How? Why would you think that? I I I know how he knows, and I'll explain. Kanbei Fujimoto clocks on that Molly is not a newbie, and I think that he messages um, Morioka privately, saying, "Can I ask you something?" At which point we then cut away. I think the moment you're talking about is he's talking to Nico because is I think that's the scene where he says, "I thought you worked on the weekends," and then we cut away. No, no, he explicit he explicitly messages Molly directly. Huh. He, he flat. He flower messages it, and I'm in fact I'm trying to find it while I'm flicking through the episode okay. here while it's paused. Go, go for it. But, go for it. Because like I didn't, I was not aware that he even connected the Molly character to Hayashi or to Morioka. I think I think that he guessed because he wasn't actually outright stating. Well, that's just a off... fucking super genius. Then I mean, how do you know yeah. that? Like, how would well, you even the, guess the, that? The common hair color, <laughs> like well, the fact that look, they're just blue. Like I. How like okay if it's a if this game is not you know a mini multiplayer online game and it's a massively multiplayer online game and there are a lot of people playing it I'm sure there are a fuck ton of people that pick blue hair. Well, you know what you know what's funny? Sakurai says the exact same thing later in a slightly different context, and it's true. <laughs> I know. I, I, can, <laughs> I can excuse it for oh, him for reasons I'll get into, but like. Fuck my life. It's just this is the one point, and I'm not I'm not like upset at the show because clearly, like we've ex- expressed before, like coincidence is oh part boy of the, the fuel to the show's fire. Oh boy! But oh like boy. this isn't even coincidence. This is just like Fujimoto, the character. I, I feel making these leaps in logic that like are just that are these massive leaps that are only reasonable because the author is aware of everything and makes him guess right. Unless I'm missing something, I just absolutely cannot see any legitimate reason for him to even have an inkling of a guess that that's Morioka or Koiwai. Well, I think that he determines it's Koiwai based on um, firstly figuring out that it's Morioka. Yeah, but Why? But why, though? That she only knows four people in real life? You're going to assume that? <laughs> he does know that she's a neat. Because bear in mind they were having the discussion in which he was privy. They, he had the discussion with um, Lily and her about the drink, you know, going out for the fashion thing. Uh, I think I, we'd have to go through it. I, you know what? Let me, let me just sum up by saying it does seem very contrived. I'll let it slide because it's not plot crucial. Um, it's just a jump. It's not that it's the contrivance. I just Fujimoto's a super genius. Like that's the thing. I don't. I don't mind yeah. the coincidences being so as much. Like the the fact that 
those that the two main characters used to play another MMO together and were close. Like I mind that far, far less like the universe sort of being set up that way. I, I mind that less than the character mm. in the midst of the story, like using reasoning that to me makes no sense. I think that I'd have to do one of those, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia things with a giant board of, like, pins, like, <laughs> and pieces of string linked together. I think that there, I think that there is evidence there, but I'd have to properly list it all in reams and reams okay. of detail. That's, that's and fair. I'm going to, and I'm going to make a statement which is to not to bother with that because okay. there's something else that absolutely does deserve a lot of, a lot of discussion here. So, okay. Sakurai, Ooh. he gets back home. And he gets a message. It's a message from Kowai. Because Kowai is just, you know, hey, check what I've been doing. And poor Sakurai, like, he already was like, you know, Kowai's getting into Marioka. And now he's there invading what is essentially his, his, his safe space. Jerry, don't you see this world here? This is George's sanctuary. If Susan comes into contact with this world, his worlds collide. <laughs> you know what happens then? So, he gets sent a message um, saying, I've installed fruit in there, and I'm going to be playing with Mori Mori-chan. Uh, and I'm just like, God damn it, Kawhi, do you ever let up? No, he Man. wants to get them to he wants to get them together. It's part of his plan. I think he's having a right good laugh as well. Like this is like what the this is like what the Joker from the Dark Knight yeah. would do if he wanted to put two people together. Yes. Yes. Why he's so serious, Sakura Chan? He's so evil. Oh. Uh, but he then sends a picture of Morioka's new character, Molly, to Sakurai. Whew. Fucking hell. So, do you remember how we said in the previous episode that there was a possibility that we feared that it would turn out that Sakurai was oh, the yeah. kid oh, yeah. in the previous MMO that Ariko played? And they already... I've been readying myself for this for a while. And Yeah. Well, it is... It's him, and I know it. And I know it is because I found there's a small little detail. Like, I appreciate the show doing this, even though it's in service of something that I'm not down with. But he refers to the other character, Marioka's character in the previous MMO, as Yuki, which is Snow. Uh-huh. Now, cast your mind back to the list of names of characters that Marioka was coming up with when she was starting through Demare. What was the one at the bottom of the list? Was Yuki. it Yuki? I didn't see that. Okay, it was. Yeah, it was. So she had the same, and that's coincidental. Admittedly, doesn't prove Jack Diddley shit. But I think that of all the, when you've got all the other silly names like Black of Darkness, Lightning, or whatever it was called, that that's the one reasonable name she's got there. I think it seems reasonable she was going to carry that through, much like she did with the hair color. Yeah, which again she carried that through. Mm-hmm. So yes, it turns out <laughs> that. Oh, I think they reveal this like in a more straightforward way than just just that. I, I, I they do because Sakura says it. I'm just using it to shore that up as because he suspects he doesn't truly think that that may be the case. He writes off as possibly a coincidence. Yes. But I'm saying that that piece of evidence combined with that absolutely confirms it. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I, all the, the imagery and the flashbacks we've seen from the either perspective, like it's it's hard to conclude otherwise. Yeah, so. In which we also get um, Mario Cruz Yuki saying that she wants to quit her job really badly. Yes. Um, so that's, that's another tiny piece of the puzzle there. I prefer a lot more pieces of that, to be honest. Okay, 
Do you want to go first or shall I? Because I feel we both have a lot we want to say about this. I think our opinions might differ. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, I don't know. Would you... I'm up for for either. Oh, like, let me get my wallet out. Um, heads or tails, Doc? <laughs> I am literally getting oh. a coin out. Alright, I'll go tails. Okay. Alright, let's see if I can flick this and actually catch it properly. Okay. Let's see what we got. Uh, it is... Tails, you are first, All my right. friend. Okay, so, uh, well, like I said, from early on in the show, I have suspected that this would be the case. I'm not sure if it's because I'm familiar with the genre, the medium, uh, where I felt that like this would be not be a thing that they introduced this other MMO in this relationship. Uh, without then revealing uh, who the character was that Morioka was close to. And mm-hmm. it has only made sense throughout that it would be Sakurai. So I think some people might accuse me of being uh, of hypocrisy because I actually do not have a problem with this in any in any way. I understand why other people would, but I think there are folks listening out there who would be like, wait a minute, like you just had a conniption about Fujimoto applying reasoning that he shouldn't be able to, like, getting to a conclusion that was right on really, really flimsy reasoning, only because Mm -hmm. the author is writing this and the author knows all. So why then, why do you have no problem with Sakurai coming to this conclusion and at the end of the episode remaking that character from the old game? I think he sees... He looks at Molly's character, um, and well, he actually knows that that's Morioka at this point. He looks at the the character, and he sees what he wants to see. He sees what he's been thinking about for a long time. He sees something special to him, and he wants to gamble. I mean, I think he says to himself, "Is it okay for me to dream a little bit?" Like, I don't think yeah. I don't think he like is 100% for sure this is the case, but there's enough similarities, and by God, enough goddamn insane coincidences have been proving true in his life up to this point that I think he's willing, like, all that combines to, like, where he's like, sees what he wants to see, and he's willing to roll the dice. And so he steps forward to do this, and my God, like, shit is going to hit the fan, and it's going to get nuts, but, like, I'm actually fine because I feel that him doing that and him uh, concluding that Morioka slash Hayashi was also Yuki like has been built up to. And there's I think that there's enough there for him to reach that. Now, the issue that you probably have is like the fact that Sakurai slash Lily is that character in the first place is just far too contrived and convenient. And like, depending on why you have a problem with it, like I just might not really have a rebuttal. Like, I just guess I don't mind it very much. Perhaps I'm numb to it, but I've seen such like it before. And, uh, it may end up being the thing that smooths the skids such that they can, they can get together. Um, and I can see, depending on how that's done, that might make the entire thing unsatisfying. So I get that this is fraught with risks for the narrative, but in a vacuum, I don't 
I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I I get that it not it's not perfect. Fair. No, I I totally get your point of view. Here's my issues with it. All right. First off, and I think this is a big one for me. Do you remember what Sakurai said when he was discussing um, with Hayashi uh, in the field before they became partners about the instant, referring to this specifically of, you know, how he met someone he cared about, which was Yuki. Yes. Um, And then how, and this is the thing that this hinges on, is important to me at least, is how although that went wrong, for whatever reason they they fell out of contact, he was open to the possibility of meeting new people. Right. I feel that that point has been completely undercut by what's happened because it's the exact same person. And I think that it damages Morioka's own agency as well. Like she's not met a new person who's made her better. She's just met the same person again. I suppose it's appropriate for a fantasy this to feel very fairy tale like It is. But I don't know, man. It's hard for me, it's hard <laughs> for me to explain... It's hard for me to explain in a way that doesn't come across as just being very superficial. Like I hate this because it is what it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to dig more deeply into why I think this is narratively unsatisfying. That is an interesting point, though, about them not being new people. It was unfair that that happened, you know, because she had to work, and then the MMO was was put out of service, and then mm. pow, they were they were cast apart again for a while. The relationships that they have with their community like their guild community are like really foundational and they would never have gone on to meet to find the same people if they weren't willing to meet new people do you you see like lily like if if sakurai wasn't willing to be lily and put himself as lily out there then he would never have like if he was just like oh woe is me this one thing didn't work out you know fuck the world he would never have gotten to get back with her again. So, like, the re- it, 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 the reunion is made possible by his willingness to be open to others. Oh, for sure. For sure. It, I'm still very much the opinion that this would have been better if we'd never have actually found out who that character was in the first place. <laughs> I like, can't argue with you. Like, that, I, you could very well be right. I totally get that. I, I think that because at the end of it all, like, all of these contrivances are starting to feel like the strong, the strong whiff of destiny. Yep. Like, and for a for a woman, for 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 Marioka, whose whole character has been about being unable to take and seize what she wants, and to act how she wants, to live her life how she wants, for all of this to be happening, in, irrespective of her actions, that it's the same fucking guy. It runs counter to what I feel her... And this is, again, I stress what I feel. Uh-huh. So it's not black and white law and all that. Right. But what I feel would make for a satisfying narrative arc in that she gains a sense of agency because everything that's happening now is in spite of her... Well, not in spite of her, but just, it is. It's a force of nature that seems to be coming into play rather than her growing and aiming... I mean, Jesus Christ, Sakurai has been complaining the entire episode about his inability to take this action that he wants to do, and then suddenly it falls on his lap and forces him to it. I I don't know. It whiffs very strongly of of that Destiny element that I'm not fond of. Well, she did make the... She did make the choice to become a Fru de Mer player and join a guild and talk to these men in her life and move forward with that. I, I feel like she is... You know, despite yes, like the Starcross lover element, I do think she's making choices and, and growing. And 
her circumstances and the people that she's met, you know, are like, they're, they are helping her, I think to, to make some decisions and some key decisions, I think for her coming up in the next episodes, they'll be very interesting. And yeah. And I, I think that this, I think this development is actually really interesting for Sakurai. I don't want to say this like, move aside, Morioka, like, this is cool for Sakurai, so it's cool for the story. Because I'm with you, I think Morioka is actually the the best and primary and most interesting character, and her problems are the central problems, and they need to be given attention. However, I do think that Sakurai understanding why he plays these games Mm-hmm. is kind of cool once he sort of puts it together that Hayashi is Morioka is Molly is Yuki he kind of looks within himself and he's like mm, well you're right you're actually you're absolutely right like what like I thought I wanted anonymity from all this but really it's this sense of community that is possible here you know that this just another that that I love and like He's not like, I love this community. I don't like real life community. You know, he's got great relationships in real life. But there's just this other space that facilitates a different kind of community. And for all this time, he thought he liked it because it was escapism and he wasn't, and he was anonymous. But like, no, he just, it's the relationships that he's cared about so much. No, I I absolutely agree. I I think you're 100% right. I certainly have no issue with anything that's presented with Sakurai Sakurai's thinking in this episode, I think it's been all very well directed, very well handled, very maturely written. Like, the the inner monologue he has when he's back and forth between him as himself and him as Lily, I think is fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. But there's something I have to say. This show is called Recovery of an MMO Junkie, but I don't think the recovery element is of of related to the MMO Junkie bit. I think it's from the other issues that Mario has. That's why I think it relates. I think the MMO Junkie is just a separate thing. Just another descriptor. Yeah, not not having to do with the de- recovery. No. It'd be like if we said recovery of an office woman. Yes, same difference. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so let me just say this right now. I actually very recently read your article about anxiety in the anime and about Shonen and like how... Well, thank you. Those two... Exa- though, hey, it was a great article, don't get me wrong. Thank you. But I feel this is actually relevant to the topic at hand. You described this once, I think, as potentially a healing show. Is that right? For me, and I think in, in a lot of ways for you, like... This show does have pro- those properties. It has that effect on us. Okay, I'm going to be an absolute dickhead now, and I apologize profusely <laughs> for this, but I'm going to actually use the arguments and examples you post in that very article to uh-huh. go in on MMO Junkie on okay. this. So I don't remember the specific names of the actual show of the manga or, or the shows that you're referring to. Was it, it was manga, wasn't it, if I remember correctly? Or was it shows? Uh, One was the positive part of, of my argument was a manga called... um. I hear the sunspot and the negative end of it was and the anime. There's a manga of this, but I've not read it, but there's the anime version of big windup. Uh, Okiku okay. Furikabute, but big windup for short. All right. So we have the positive one. And then what I took away from your article was on the positive side, you like you, you felt it was most satisfying and most conducive to being a, a good work of art, a, a a responsible work of art, even I would say, because you were concerned about people getting the wrong idea. Yeah. About that. Okay. You said that was the case in that particular example because the characters in that manga um, were aware of their foibles and were allowed to make mistakes and to, you know, occasionally 
be jerks. Yeah. You know, they 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 recognize it, and also because they acted to improve themselves, they took it upon themselves to change for the better. I'm, I'm again, I'm calling for your ass. Yeah, yeah. If I'm uh, if I'm off any point, correct me no, on that. No, so far, yes. <laughs> and in the case of the baseball show, you said that the problem with that one is that for the lead character, all of the stuff that made him better was done for him. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, just like it, and it didn't it didn't even make him. I, I just I didn't really see that much growth. Yeah. On on his part, you know what I mean. It was he was just suckling at the teat of dependence. You know, they everyone yeah. took care of him in in every conceivable manner and yeah. was tolerant to him to the point which it ceased to feel like a real relationships. Yeah. Now I do not for a second think that MMO Junkie is at that level that you described in the article. But let me pose a thought to you. Take the team from bas- from the baseball team who okay. are doing all that for that guy, okay. okay, and replace the baseball team with Destiny and the guy with Morioka. Yeah, I mean, a lot is breaking right for her. That is absolutely correct. Um, I think, I-, I guess the only difference I see is that, um, is that in life sometimes admittedly not exactly like in fairy tales or stories um but in stories and also at times in life things break right for you and Mm. it can it can be not entirely unreal whereas in ufuri a big wind up my problem is not with like the circumstances you know but with the the people Mm. uh around mihashi and yeah yeah they're just so inflappable and so undyingly supportive. Like, it just ceased to feel like the relationships were meaningful and real, and it just felt like um, almost like porn for for anxious people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people, yeah. people with social anxiety. He doesn't have to, you because you, you don't have to, like, change yourself or, like, put yourself out there or like really push because everyone is going to like do more than meet you halfway. The world is going to like bend over to your, to your will. But by the world, I mean the people in it. I see, I totally see the analogy though, and can appreciate where you're coming from. And I entirely appreciate what you're saying about, about the, the plot and Morioka's lot, like being fortunate and, lucky and and contrived to the point of like where it ceases to be a relatable story because just everything good is happening to her well i should very strongly stress it i don't think of this in that negative a strong in that negative sense like you did with the the baseball like so not to the same extent i mean to say like marioka is making changes small ones to improve her lot the makeover is one of them um so that's it's not like she's completely devoid of doing anything of her own. And there's a difference between having a team of people who actively and unflappably support you and, you know, blow smoke up your ass, to borrow a British term. Right. Um, as opposed to the more nebulous concepts of destiny, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that maybe this is more personal for me because I think that for the longest time I felt entitled, shall we say. Like, I thought to myself, hey, I'm not a bad-looking guy, you know, I've got reasonable amount of money, you know, I've wissy spot, etc., etc., etc. And, of course, 
romantically, I was very unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And then I came to a different conclusion, which is just that, you know, I'm not entitled. I don't deserve jack diddly shit. I deserve, I deserve to be, you know, rewarded for what I'm capable of, but it doesn't mean that everything's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. And I think that the way this is trending is running counter to my own personal feast, uh-huh. like belief. Yeah. In that this is happening because it's happening and it's not happening because they're taking tangible steps towards it. This is again why I was so frustrated at Sakurai, even though I totally get it, for him not simply saying, I'm Lilith. It certainly hasn't ruined the show for me. I should, I think maybe as much as I've come down on this and discussed this, it's not done it in for me. Because it, I think the proof really is going to be in the pudding of what happens when they actually do finally confront each other and say, I know who you are and you know who I am. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, the litmus test. Yeah, it's coming. That is that is absolutely going to be the moment that's going to determine what I walk away from the show with. Because I still very much want to see more human elements this. I want to see... I mean, Sakurai's been very human this episode. I want to see more stuff about what happened with Maroka and the working. I want to see more things like the dream sequence we saw where we got a bit of insight into her. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I think that, ironically, if they had never ever sprinkled any of the work-related elements that brought Morioka down, this would not bother me in the slightest. <laughs> That's the irony of it. They've left this thread dangling, and I keep plucking at it because I want to find out more uh-huh. and have it then dealt by help, like, you know, enhance and invest myself in some getting more satisfaction. Because for it to have come so low and then come back up, I think would really make me really happy to see. I agree. The fact they've left this yarn here and it's just, like, dangling there and they don't really seem that interested in delving into it I think is a bit of a mistake. Yeah. Either give it more time, not, again, not a whole dissection. I don't need to x-ray her very fucking soul here. <laughs> um, but alternatively, the one way you could have done it was not have it factual at all. Literally, opening lines is, I'm Marioka, I'm a 30-year-old me. Don't even bring up the job uh, in any way, shape, or form. I think it is, though, like you thought, that the show, or, or in the, the source text, like, could have easily done that but clearly they're interested in something more and those higher aspirations i think irritate or or bother you and other people rightfully like when the show maybe when the show begins to feel like the escapism entirely um but i think i i do think like that we will I am giving this show as I want to do, like the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, saying for like sure. three episodes, they got time to touch on that stuff and not leave it an entire mystery. But as much as I just defended uh, the notion of like the coincidences and the you know the whiff of destiny that the show has has about it, um, as it is kind of a modern fairy tale in some ways. If it drops the ball regarding uh, either the real life uh, plight of Morioka, yes, or the um, or the 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 romance, the coming together of Sakurai and Morioka, that will be bad, and I will call the show out for it. I, I'd like to think that I'm I am honest enough in my assessment of it to do that. As yeah. much as I enjoy the fun of it, I do think there's still room for it to miss opportunities like it's not it's not home free in terms of it being no a, a good a good and lasting sort of show yet like it could i think maybe 
if it does drop the ball, like it could, we could see it as a fun romp. Like it's a lighthearted, lot of fun that could have been something more, but, but didn't, but hopefully it will, you know, seize that opportunity and, and be, be the something more that it has a chance to be. Yes. One final thing I'll say before we move on from this, um, I think for me personally, I prefer my escapism to suggest to me as an individual that, yeah, you've got some problems, but you can overcome them by actually recognizing what they are and working to get around them. But that's my flavor of escapism that I like. And I certainly do not begrudge people who have the other kind, which is things will work out all right in the end if you just, you know, keep on trucking, which is what this is tilting towards a little bit. So... I don't. I don't begrudge. Like that's a that's a purely subjective thing. There, we we may come back to this in the future, though, in in future episodes. Oh, for for sure, for sure. Anyway, let's move on from that point after a long, long in depth discussion, but a worthwhile one. Um, yep. So, after that revelation, um, Sakurai decides that it's time to do something, and since he knows that Kowai is here in the game, he's going to use Kowai as his in. He's going to use it as his get-in clause. And he logs on, or however he's going to log on, after Kowai, bear in mind that Molly Maroka knows who Kowai is, says, my friend's going to log on too. And now she knows Sakurai plays through Demer. Or rather, he will be playing it, but he doesn't know, yeah. of course, she does not know still who Lily is. So not com- not a complete set of info yet. She's going to know, or at least suspect, Right. Or, she's or, or she's have... already she's already made a connection earlier when she said that the way Lily spoke reminded her of Sakurai. Well, okay, I, yes, yes, there, like that connection could happen. But what I'm thinking is, in much the same way that ah. the previous MMO was, yeah, important I know to, where you go. I know where you go. With this to Sakurai, and he was like, okay, this is uh, Yuki. Like seeing that character build will. I think push her to think. Was that Sakurai from before? Yes, I, I'm. I'm thinking that when Sakurai logs in and we see what his character looks like that he's making now, because it won't be it won't be Lily, of course. No, no, and we've seen we saw glimpses of it. It's gonna be an exact. It's gonna be the same. He's gonna do. It's, it's gonna be the fruit de mer equivalent. Yeah, of that. he's gonna do what what Morioka did with Molly. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be the fruit de mer equivalent. Um, oh boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! It could go so many different ways. It it can. I'm hoping it does. I I, I still really want these two to succeed. If yep. nothing else, I just want to have a scene of them talking about the game, yeah. the thing that the, their shared passion. Let yes. them just have a moment to talk. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yep. Uh, anyway, that is episode seven. You and I and me and you, the non-sequel to me, myself, and I. No, it's not. It's totally not. Nothing to do with that. Um, The next episode preview, there's actually, I think, a little bit of hope that maybe we'll get that moment where they discuss... Oh, man, I didn't even even watch the preview. I don't know what it is. Well, there's a scene of Maroka at work discussing something about how she, what she once felt seemed like love. Not knowing what specifically that referred to. But... Nonetheless, that discussion is had. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we'll get it. But otherwise, yes, that is the end of episode seven. So, Doc, do you have any closing thoughts on this that we've not already discussed in monumental detail? Like, good grief. 
<laughs> yeah, this is going to be a long episode. Um, I I think that I have largely said what I need to say. That I, I thought a lot happened, and that this is a good episode. I see, I really, really do see the issues that one could have with the way that the gears are turning for everyone in the background. Uh, but man, I sure did enjoy it. And I enjoyed it so much, in fact, that I'm going to give it 4.5 burger pillows out of 5. <laughs> if nothing else, I think the episode does deserve a half point for just including the fucking burger pillow. It's the, <laughs> it's there. There's no explanation for... Um, oh, the highest, my highest rated one yet, because I think... There were there were some really funny moments, some some good character scenes, and some of the highest drama and and most emotional introspection that you know in an episode. Yeah, they certainly, if not the most, then rivaling the most uh, yeah. in the show so far. Yeah. Right. Um. How do I feel? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to again stress that I think that the stuff that was happening with Sakurai particularly in the other part episode was an absolute highlight it was very very well handled very human I, I think that a lot of people will feel that way even if it's not in the context of an MMO because expressing yourself to someone anyone like a, a friend a family member talking about anything can be really really hard I mm-hmm. still struggle to like be honest and frank with people not saying necessarily, of course, that you need to be honest stuff to a fault all the time. Sometimes keeping things to yourself is a good idea. But I certainly could relate and have been where Sakurai's been, where he was having that inner debate with himself um, about how he feels and how he wants to like try and reach out, but at the same time is scared about tainting a good friendship and a good relationship he has with someone already. Um, that being said... I didn't find that there were that many laughs in this one relative to the others. Mm. I there, there was like a joke about leaving st- st- like food around. Um, <laughs> I did. I didn't. Haru me. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> raw. I, I uh, <laughs> that, that fell a bit flat for me. You didn't like that? I thought it was so weird. It was really funny. Maybe it's because I've come from and, the culture uh, that I, I I've seen that I've not seen that happen firsthand. I thought this is just weird. I don't know. It it, so it, that's that's why it it struck me as funny because it was so bizarre. Yeah. And also Nico yelling at the offline Tarami like, "Is your family right there? Are you arguing with them? Can they see what you're doing? Where did the, you go?" Well, to be fair, if the family were looking at that character, they'd have questions for sure. <laughs> um, and also, as we've already discussed, which I won't go into anymore, the reveal of um, Sakurai and Marika's shared history. Um, I think does the show a disservice. Not a crippling disservice, not even a deep one. It's just not good for what I think the show, for the show's message and for what it's trying to accomplish. But that yeah. being said, I still was yelling at the TV, wanting Sakurai to. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still rooting for these guys. I'm still wanting to see them succeed. I like, I want them to just finally get over their foibles and just talk to each other. I want a repeat of that scene where they went out for drinks together and instead of it just being all pleasantries and formalities like it was a fucking meeting at the UN, I want 
them to talk about their shared passion. Because the Lord fucking knows talking about something that you really enjoy with someone who's equally or even more so interested in it than you are is one of the great joys in life. And I can live vicariously through seeing the joy of others, like, even if they are fictional characters. So that's why I want to see. And I still want them to succeed. So in the end, I, I will give this 3.5 alternative characters out of 5. The lowest I've given thus far, but that is still 3.5 out of 5, which is not awful. Um, and as I've said, the ending of the episode with the outro, like the, the next episode preview, gives me hope. In fact, Doc, I've actually landed on a picture that I think you will find really adorable and will give you hope. Let me send it to you right this second. Send it below the picture of Astolfo. Oh, absolutely. <gasps> oh, yay. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. Yes. That... Wow. I mean, I don't know if that gives me hope or not. I mean, her expression is so, like, she could be broken. She's <laughs> eating a fucking sandwich! Look in her <laughs> eyes! They, it could be the sort of, like, they look... It, 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 she could just be an empty show. Don't ruin this! She's don't reeling. ruin this for me! <laughs> don't ruin this for me, you prick! I just... Oh, fuck my life. I just wanted it to be completely fucking ruined. <laughs> Uh, god damn it okay no listen i that's not the way i think it will (laughs) i think yes i'm very excited now that we have caught up i'm sure by the time this is posted episode eight will be uh will could could be out or i don't we what i'm trying to say is (laughs) we're caught up now but by the time we post the episode eight one like it won't be you know what? Fuck it. Why am I even talking? I'm glad we're caught up at the end. <laughs> yeah. One final thing I will say, and this is a ironically a piece of destiny because I know the show's already been completed. It's not like they can course correct or change anything now. It's all written. Um, please God, I turn, I turn the grand old age of 30 on the 26th November. So episode 8 is the last episode of my late 20s. <laughs> Give me the fucking birthday present of these two just holding hands for ten fucking seconds. That's all I ask. Oh boy, please. That's a big. That's a big ask. And it is a billy episode eight of ten, so I think that I've got more chance of shitting a gold brick to be honest. But uh, I can hope, can I? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again very much for tuning in with Streamer Thought. We're now close to the end, actually, of this particular series that we're covering um and i hope you've all been enjoying the new format that we've uh, kind of been working out as we've gone along here um rest assured that if you all do enjoy the, this format it will be returning for other series in the future which i'm very excited to do um hopefully the series we cover will co- generate as much discussion as this has uh, or if nothing else hopefully the series that we'll cover will be so fucking terrible that it'll make for a good it'll make for a good riff and a good laugh we've gotten some comments that people are enjoying this style of doing it and while watery desho won't be you know we will not be abandoning our traditional multi-hour long deep dives into completed shows um if people really like this then i am good with uh doing further streams of thought on uh new shows yeah indeed it makes me think back like if i'd have known that we were going to do this format i would have probably suggested we do it at the time that shows like orange wearing hell 
Can you imagine what the stream of thought for Kado I... would have been like? This structure, it's referred to as a Kado. Oh! Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it might not be good to do. Like, I I regret nothing in terms of our Orange podcast. Like, and and the the moment to moment, like it. Oh man, it might have gotten rough in there. That's oh, that's a hard one to be in the middle of. Yeah. Could have I mean, been some real tears shed in multiple moments. I, I know. I'd have, I'd have found it really difficult, especially with the black hole bit. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Has, I can, uh, uh, has anyone fan subbed the movie yet? Uh, excellent question. Couldn't tell you. Uh, not a clue. Anyway, we'll wrap up now, folks. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find me at Shaden1010 or at CuriousCat.me forward slash Shaden. Uh, Doc, where can you be found on the interwebs? Uh, at the subtle doctor on Twitter and curiouscat.me slash the subtle doctor. Mm-hmm. That's right, folks. And until next time, everyone, as always, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>